What's up, everyone? Welcome into a terrible football show. This is episode 12. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. If you are a normal listener to this show, you probably just don't notice. Oh, hey, he didn't do his normal intro. No, I did not. I'm a little under the weather. You might could tell by my voice. So I do apologize for that. I do apologize for any potential coughing throughout this episode. I, you know, we're going to power through it. We're going to get through it. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, we do not have Tyler this week. Uh, I think Tyler got a little scared. He got he bitched out a little bit since Penn State and Arkansas did get paired up together in the Outback Bowl. Because I got uh, Shane, you know, he came through. He was here. He was ready to throw some hands, but uh, Tyler backed out, man. So no Tyler, just Shane this week. Shane, how you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, excited about this matchup with Penn State. Yeah, yeah. you know, I uh, you know I'm here for all the banter and. Tyler stayed at home, so yeah, you know. I know Tyler's out, man. You know he he got he got scared. He got scared. <laughs> Uh, another thing to note with how I'm kind of feeling at the moment, uh, for this episode, Shane's going to probably take a majority of the reins with the script just to kind of limit how much I'm talking because uh, this Thursday I do have the Lighthearted Gamers Game Awards Watch Along Extravaganza going on over at youtube.com forward slash sparky3. So I'm trying not to be a squeaky toy by the end of the week. It's preferably what I would like to not be, especially with some of the stuff that's going to potentially be at the Game Awards. I feel like after the Game Awards, I'll probably be a squeaky toy. But leading up to it, I'm going to try to prevent that from happening uh for this episode we will be recapping week 13 of the nfl uh the final week of college more or less final week uh week 14 which is the fbs championships uh fcs playoffs round two and looking ahead for nfl week 14 which it blows me away that we only have four weeks left of nfl football that's that's wild to me it blows me away that we are now at the end of college football uh bowl mania as well we're going to kind of look at a few things for that and then fcs playoffs round three which is the quarterfinals. we are down to the last eight teams for the fcs playoffs and i got to say with the last eight that are left i really actually kind of hope sam houston wins wins it all because i feel like that would be a good like middle finger as they're on their way out the door to go to the fbs because that they should be at fbs level next year right yeah I don't, I'm not sure what conference they're going conference into. Conference USA. Conference USA. Yeah, that was Conference USA's like uh, last-minute pitch to try to keep their conference relevant since they lost so many teams. Yeah, um, which I have to keep up with that. I need to. I need to pay attention to where all these FCS teams are coming into. Yeah, but uh, but James no, James Madison. You, I think Sam are both going to Conference USA. But you're right, Sam Houston, and they've been dominant in the FCS level all year. Yeah, they have. Um, so yeah, it'd be only the right way to go out. And number one, right? Either them or uh, James Madison. You know, they're both in the. They're both part of the final eight. So one of the two. I think it'd be cool to see. It'd be really cool to see them in the championship together. You know what I mean? That would be really cool. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember the actual bracket standings, if that's going to be possible, but it would be pretty sweet to see that. I can pull them up. All right, dope. Uh, if you could, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at TerribleFBShow, where we have been posting about the ter- the Terrible Football Show Bowl Mania. Uh, that will be linked down in the description below. You can also check out on my Twitter or the football show's uh, Twitter, either or. Make sure to join that. We've got like up to like 15 people right now, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's see how many more we can grow on that. There could potentially be a prize. We don't know. That's going to be up to Tyler, I guess. Tyler's the one that pitched the prize, so I left it up to him to decide if there's going to be one but uh, make sure to join the bowl mania compete against us in selecting every single bowl game so that's gonna be pretty fun uh and then like i already mentioned lighthearted gamers make sure to go give that show some support as well as anime plus and talk about movies and stuff which for talking about movies and stuff we do have two new episodes that are actually coming out 
By the time this podcast is out, episode three will be out, which episode three will be about the recent Marvel news involving uh, a new Spider-Man trilogy being on the way, starring Tom Holland and still in the MCU, as well as the first three episodes of Hawkeye. And episode four will be about uh, the first season of Arcane, the League of Legends animated series on Netflix. Uh, like I said, episode three will be out by the time this show is out, and episode four will be out on Friday. So make sure to go give those a listen. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon's a great way to do so do not feel upgraded though just be a friend tell a friend that you're watching or listening uh shout to andy our tier one patron uh with all that said uh shane you got anything you want to chat about before we actually jump into all the football stuff uh yeah real quick with the fcs okay um the final four teams or final eight teams i'm sorry the brackets looking at sam houston montana on one side north dakota state which Aren't they going Division One after, after this year as well? I don't think so. Not they're they're like the one team that is like still holding out and just staying at FCS, which is fair. I mean, if you're going to be dominant at that level, might as well stay. Yeah. Unless you, I don't know, money talks. We've seen that already. Oh, yeah, money 100%. talks. Money talks. Um, they're playing East uh, Tennessee State. Yeah. And then you've got Villanova and South Dakota State on the left side, and then Montana and James Madison on the right side. So, is it possible for James Madison and Sam Houston to go to the finals together? Yep. All right, dope. That'd, that'd yep, be yep. my that'd be my final pick. I think I think it'd be pretty sweet to see them go to the finals, considering they're both going to FBS level uh, next year. Presumably, I think that'd be a really awesome middle finger to the rest of the FCS. Yep. So, Sam Houston and Montana State, the winner of that plays the winner of Villanova and South Dakota State, <coughs> and then North Dakota State and ET. Uh, East Tennessee State mm-hmm. plays the winner of Montana and James Madison, and then the winner of those two games playing each other in the championship. Okay, okay. FCS playoffs have been kind of interesting, um, you know, because it does bring up a lot of questions, you know, if FBS is ever going to bump up their playoff things. I know you kind of pitched that to us. I don't know if it was on the show or just in uh, our group our group chat about how that could happen, like starting maybe as early as next year potentially. Yeah, they um, – so sometime between this week and – the end, I think the end of this month. Okay. I think, I think, well, no. when, I think when the voting's supposed to start. I don't know when they're supposed to come out in public with it, but I know that's when the voting is going to start with the conference. They're doing the conference changes, mm-hmm. um, voting on that to make that happen next year. Mm-hmm. And they say most likely if that passes, then the playoff vote is also going to pass to where it will be 12 teams next year instead of 2025. 12 teams, man. I mean, I think that's a good thing. I do. Um you know, because it's one of those things like, I mean, be, speaking very realistic, no matter if we're at four teams or if we're at 12 teams, it's probably Alabama's going to be the highest percentage to probably go to the championship regardless. But at least if you go up to 12 teams, at least it gives an opportunity for other teams to shine. Um, I, I will admit, like, it's not the same as it is on FCS level where there's like a lot of talent spread across the board because uh, FBS level is not like that. You know, FBS is like you have, you have very set talent in certain areas uh, that very well, you know, you know, just it's very clear who is the most talented, the select few. But I still think it'd be cool to have it bumped up to that 12 and give other teams at least an opportunity. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, Ever since they announced the playoff, what, six or seven years ago, I thought they were going to come out and automatically make it at least a six or an eight. Right. But they didn't. They came out with four. Um, and I knew it wasn't going to last very long. I, I honestly, I didn't expect it to last this long. Right, because it's been like what since twenty? When did the playoff start? Was that 2015, 2016? twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen? No, it was like twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, it was twenty sixteen because okay. uh, that's when Ohio State won. The, they oh, won yeah. the very first one, I yeah. believe, or it could have been fifteen. I don't know. It was, it's been six or seven years. <coughs> but um, you know, what is the real question? Is is twelve going to be enough? 
because there's been a lot of debate between college football analysts and um, people around the stations that I've been listening to of, like, what is a magic number? Is it 12, 14, or 16? Because mm-hmm. I think, on me, honestly, anything past 16 is too much for the FBS level. I agree. Um, me, personally, I would love to see 16 just because that's over half the top 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you a large variety. It leaves open a multiple group of five conferences coming in. Right. And then, like last week, we were talking about independence and stuff. That does leave some openings. You know, you can give those independents, those lower seeds, um, kind of like your uh, NCAA bracket for the for March Madness. Mm-hmm. You know, those play-in games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they usually are the, you know, the 14, 15, 16 seeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could be interesting. Yeah, it's just figuring out that magic number. And I will say one thing that I think will be a big plus, um, because, I mean, let's be real. I mean, whatever your top teams are going to be that are going to potentially be going to the playoffs, you know, there's probably a pretty good chance that those teams are going to have players that are going to get drafted, right? And with how the NFL has already gone up to 17 games, 18 weeks now, I mean, that's already much longer than the college season now, even with the um, uh, with the college game, with the college playoffs that we have now. So I feel like, you know, increasing the playoffs will help prepare these college athletes for that longer season, that longer grind, you know, because I mean, as we see it now, man, we, we just see players kind of fizzle out, you know, even through a 16 game season, you know, let alone this being the first season with 17 games. So I feel like it may prepare college athletes better for the pro level, which yeah, I, think is a good I agree. And I do understand people, you know, mostly I hear from fans. Um, most college football analysts are always okay with the longer seasons. Mm-hmm. But I see from most fans like, oh, what about the kids' health? What about the kids' health? I completely agree with that. But and I understand only like a small percentage of these kids go professional, like yeah. to the big stage. But you gotta think, these most of these kids that aren't gonna get drafted, they're gonna play some some some, some kind of ball afterwards. Right. Whether it's practice squad, um, gonna be Canadian league or some kind of league or this new USFL, whatever. Yeah. So XFL, when it there's comes a back. lot more players playing after college football than people like to think. Yeah. And I think it just prepares them for that. So, and plus as a casual fan, why wouldn't you like more football? Right. Because I read the stat the other day, <coughs> college football has the longest off season of any sport mm-hmm. of any sport. So why not add some extra games shrink that a little bit more, and, hey, the NCAA makes more money, the conferences make more money, and now with the NILs, you know, if, they, if they're they getting paid per game or per week or whatever, these players are making more money. True. So it also benefits them. Yeah. So why not? It's no longer the, the narrative it's been for many years now where it's just like where we've seen these big star players skip out on bowl games. In fact, we have just seen it with Caval and Thibodeau. You know, he's mm-hmm. skipping out on their bowl game um, to focus on the draft, you know, because they weren't making any money. But now that players are have the ability to make money at the college level, you know, it really changes the landscape of how things are going to go forward. Yeah, and also speaking of that, there's like three or four Oklahoma players that are skipping out on the game. I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, looking forward, I was wanting to talk about maybe some of our NFL uh, NFL awards. Oh yeah. Um, Choices here, like your MVP, Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. um, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defense Rookie of the Year, right, man. Coach of the Year, things like that. But honestly, I think we are going to save that for another time. Um, I need to do more <coughs> in-depth on, on stuff like that for my research. Yeah, I, my I, I need to as well. Uh, I mean, there's still 
MVP is the tough one. I mean, there's still a couple players that I may pitch. Like, I may still hammer Kyler Murray, which was one of my preseason ones. Uh, Matt Stafford, kind of on the fence about, but I would need to do a little bit of research. I feel like for defensive player, though, I mean, I feel like it's down to, like, what, three? I mean, I feel like it would potentially be Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, or Trevon Diggs, in my opinion, at least right now. I'd have to do research yeah. in case I'm forgetting something. And I think Trayvon Diggs, you know, you were talking about before we started the show, we were talking about kind of who was our NFL defensive rookie of the year. Right. And you said Patrick Sertan. I totally forget about Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is actually a second-year player. He is. is I, he, thought I, he, I thought I, he was a rookie. No, nah, he's a second-year. He was drafted last season. I, oh, okay. I thought I thought he was a rookie this whole time as well until like literally three weeks ago. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, shit, he was 2020 draft. My bad. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so for defensive rookie of the year, I think it's probably going to be. My, yeah, I, I think the leading so. is probably Patrick Sertain. I mean, I can't think of other defensive rookies that are completely just balling out right now. Is it twenty twenty? Am I right on that? I'm about to, I'm about to make sure because that's why he was drafted this past year. Um, drafted twenty twenty rank uh, round two pick yep. fifty one to Dallas. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so for defense rookie, well, of the no, year. that was last year because. No, I guess you're right because 2021, the next draft would be the 22 draft. You're right. Yep. So, yeah, it was last year. Yep. So, uh, out of the 21 draft, I mean, I still think it's going to be Patrick Sertain is the leader, but uh, it's a TBD at the time being. You know, I'll, well, like I said, I'll have to do more research on that. I'll do more research and figure it out. But um, Tyler just sent me this thing on, or is this the thing in the group chat about Arkansas Penn State? Let's see. Let's see what he sent. It's just predictions. Oh, okay. So, the, so this, um, I don't know what what site he's giving it from. I guess it's from ESPN. They have Arkansas winning thirty one twenty eight, but Vegas has Penn State. Last time I checked, had Penn State as a six point favorite. Oh, okay, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see on that one. Um, but anyways, uh, moving forward, you got previous week predictions. Um, Alex, uh, you went uh, NFL ten and four this week. I like it. I like it. Uh, your overalls one fourteen seventy one uh, seventy nine and one. Shout out to the Lions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, college this week, you went zero and one, yeah. which unfortunately we all three did. Yeah, um, that Cal USC, that USC Cal game <laughs> kind of fucked all three of us. Uh, college overall overall record still continuously to do awesome. You got seventy two and forty eight. Uh, last week in the FCS playoffs round two, you went five and three. Uh, your overall is ten and six on that. Uh, Tyler, you went. I know uh, you're going to be listening to this when it comes out on Thursday, since you're not here. True, he's he's loyal. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so a little shout out to that. But uh, your NFL is going to be uh, seven and seven last week. Uh, you did the worst out of us three. Congratulations. <laughs> um, see the smack the smack talking started. Yeah, yeah. Weeks of it, Tyler. Get ready. Yeah, yeah. You got you got what three and a half weeks of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, NFL overall, you went, uh, you are 108, 85 and one college last week, as I stated before, you were also open one overall college. You're, uh, under 500, 57 and 63. Those three weeks, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, SES playoffs last week, you went, uh, 500 with four and four and you still continue to be overall with the playoffs at eight and eight. So 500, 500. Hey, it could be worse. It could be. Could be worse. Um, <coughs> myself, I went eleven and three in the NFL. I think my best week yet. Since yeah, I've, it was since I've been with the show, including a six and one stretch at noon, which was really good. Yeah, so super. And I was super happy about that. I was feeling that honestly. I was hopefully I was really going undefeated, but that Bills Patriots game fucked me, <laughs> and then the Ravens game fucked me. Yeah, and then the Lions game. 
The Lions. Those are the, those are the three games I Shout lost. Shout out to Tyler for actually having the balls to pick the Lions. Those are the three games I lost. <laughs> and just imagine that. That's that's a last second touchdown. Yep. A two point conversion. Yep. And a game where they ran the ball the entire game. Yep. Who would have thought? Right. Um, what a wild week. Overall, that does put me at that does get me to five hundred at twenty two and twenty two. Again, I went zero and one last week. For I think we all picked USC to win that game. Yeah, we did. So that was unfortunate. Um, college overall, um, I'm 17 and 14. FCS playoffs last week, I went four and four, um, but, but puts my overall at 10 and six. Yeah, me and you were tied on that one. Yep, yep. Um, so with the spreads last week, Alex, you, uh, college, you went two and four. Yikes. Pushing it. Uh, at least it wasn't a two and ten. I gotta work on the. I gotta. I gotta do some more research on these betting, man. <laughs> this is not. This is not giving me a lot of confidence going into when we get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, college overall with the spreads, you were nine and nine. NFL last week, you went four and two. I'll take that. Um, Tyler, you with college last week, you went three and three. College overall, you're five and thirteen. <laughs> Don't bet. Dude. Don't bet. Don't uh, we bet. said it last week, and we we will continue to say it until you get right. You're you're gonna have your own money pool. Shane and I will have the joint terrible football show money pool, but you got to have your own. Um, NFL, uh, you went three and three. Um, so I mean, look, you're off to a right start. You were under five hundred last week. You got to five hundred this week. Well, now just keep on improving. Yeah, that's right. Um. My spreads for college last week, I went six and two overall, thirteen and seven. There you go. Uh, NFL went three and three. So basically, you're the best chance of making us money next year. I'm hoping so. <laughs> All righty. So uh, moving on here, um, we're going to talk about some some points here. We got college football rankings and the final rankings came out. Bowl games came out. Yep, yep. Um, so let's talk about this championship fallout between Bama and Georgia. Man. Who I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a good game, but I didn't expect what we got. What about you? Man, I did not expect that at all. I mean, damn. Like I, I was even talking to a diehard Bama fan, a coworker of mine, uh, before our <laughs> conference call the other day, and uh, even he didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, he thought it was going to at least be closer, and he thought they were going to lose, but I didn't think Bama to just put you know beat the brakes out of them almost. You know, here we, we pretty much just picked who we thought were going to win and, and the spreads and everything. I think this was one of my spread games that we had last yeah, week. Yeah, it was. Um, and I did another podcast uh, last Wednesday, and I specifically said on there, I was like, this is not going to be a game. I was like, Georgia, it, it may be close in the first half, but Georgia's experience and consistency they've had all year is going to make them pull away from this game. And I predicted it. I predicted predicted Georgia to win forty two to twenty. Damn, <laughs> that backfired. Yeah, freezing Real. cold take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, that was it was super bad. And as well, and I said if if Bama does win though, it's going to be close, and they're going to need to have a defensive touchdown mm-hmm. and a big play and a and a big play on special teams. Whether that's uh, a block punt, block field goal, a missed field goal, um, a kick return. You know something explosive coming out of the special teams in order mm-hmm. to win this game. So I guess they did that amongst other things right. because they could not stop Mechie and um, Jamison Williams. That they they torched Georgia's defense, torched right. them. With this game, uh, I'm, I'm assuming your opinion is going to be yes, just like the majority of the country. Do you feel like this game uh, solidified Bryce Young as the Heisman winner? 
I do. I do too. I do, and I, I know I know Tyler does too because he said it last week. He said if Bama wins this game, George uh, um, Bryce Young's the Heisman winner. I would love to see Kenny Pickett win, but obviously we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be Bryce. The, the thing is with Kenny Pickett, I think he has the stats. They have the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've they've lost a couple of games, but at, if Kenny Pickett was on a bigger stage, if Kenny Pickett was at Bama right now, right, he'd be he'd be the winner. Yeah. Uh, hey, shout out to the, uh, to Aiden though, making it into the finalist. That I was agree. cool. Do you think? Do you think Will Anderson was snubbed, not getting in there? Uh, a little bit. I mean, Aiden, man, he's played he's played really well this year. I mean, he is the star of that Michigan team. I mean, how many other besides besides the running back, which we shout out a couple of weeks ago for donating a bunch of his nil money um, for Thanksgiving, whatever. Besides, besides that, could you name other Michigan players? I mean, I probably I couldn't personally. Aiden is the star, you know. Yeah. So when it comes to Will, yet while yeah, he did get kind of snubbed because he's he's our you know really the best linebacker in the country. Uh, but on the but you look at it where it's like, well, he's got a huge, he's 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 in the shadow of Bryce Young. When you look at Alabama, you look at Bryce Young. So that that's that's kind of my my stance on that. Yeah, and then also we forget about Jordan Davis from Georgia. Yeah. He's been dominant all year. I know, and no one talks about I mean, him. I know he it's an ugly position. He plays DT. Right. But, I mean, he's he's literally their heart and soul of that defense. I mean, even even last uh, last week against Bama, he he was causing problems for Bama's run game. Right. Causing problems. Um, but what came down to it is gave Bryce Young way too much time. He was able to get out of the pocket, move the pocket when he needed to, and mm. – those two studded receivers, man, that's dangerous. And it's crazy to think last year they, had, Bama had two first round draft picks at receiver. Mm-hmm. Literally got replaced with probably two first round draft picks at receiver. I know. <laughs> and uh, I saw this stat uh, earlier today. Bama um, first round receivers uh, since 2015. Bama's had 11. That's wild to me. The rest of the where the rest of the country said zero. That's wild to me. Like, if you would if you would have said that to me 10, 15 years ago mm-hmm. with how Bama ran the ball, I'd be like, you're fucking out of your mind. Right. You're out of your mind with 11 rece- first-round receivers going in, what, seven years? Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, you're crazy. Um, so let's talk about a little bit, uh, moving on a little bit about these college football rankings. Do you agree with uh, – how they had it was Bama one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. You know, uh, initial knee jerk reaction, uh, no. Um, but after getting the, like a chance to sit on it and think about it, yes. Because at the end of the day, you know, Alabama did beat uh, the number one team in the nation, who was undefeated and looked unstoppable. So, like, like I said, knee jerk reaction, uh, no. I did not think it was done right. I thought Michigan needed to be one. But after sitting and thinking about it a little bit, I, I, I thought they kind of nailed it right. Because again, that is the number one team that has looked unfreaking stoppable. Like that is a team that I'm pretty sure no one thought they were actually going to lose that game. So, uh, like I said, after thinking about it, yeah, I feel like they kind of hit it right. I mean, it sucks that since he's still setting it for, but I mean, you look at their schedule, man. Their schedule sucks. They've only beaten one good team this year, and they struggled against a lot of shitty teams. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, overall, this uh, number one Bama, uh, two Michigan, three Georgia, and four Cincy. Uh, I feel like I feel like they 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 hit it right. Knee jerk, no. Knee jerk, no. But last setting on it, yeah, I think I think they get it right. What about you? I I, I would disagree. Okay. Um, because what what I said 
two weeks ago uh, when we picked when we were doing the picks of the Big Ten championship game, mm-hmm. and I said if Michigan wins convincingly, I don't. They should definitely be in. That's fair, right? They did because it was like they, what, forty-two to three, I think, or forty-two yeah. nine, one of the two. I don't. So, remember. in my opinion, they beat what at the point at the time we thought was the best team or one of the best teams in college football, Ohio State, and beat them pretty convincingly, right? Because that moved them up to number two mm-hmm. after beating Ohio State, and then coming in and being an Iowa team that, I mean, even even me, frankly, I I thought Iowa could actually pull that win off. And put up a fight. And put up a fight. Yeah. But Michigan said, nah. Right. Sit back down. The big house is here. And put them back in their seat and won convincingly. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I guess I'm going to be with one of these people that that think it's kind of a a money setup here. They did not want to see Bama, Bama 2, Georgia 3, and have another rematch right off the bat. Right. That's, so, that's probably a factor, yeah. You know. So I think... They they tossed these things out there and made people debate on, you know, you know we thought Georgia was this massive best team, number one team all year, super consistent, no one could beat them, and Bama came out and dominated them. Right. So, boom, they're automatically number one. Um, but in my opinion, I would put Michigan one, mm-hmm. Alabama two, Georgia three, Cincinnati four. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been my top four. But, again, I think it just comes down to college football playoff committee did not want to see a rematch first round playoffs so looking forward to when the playoffs do get expanded i will say that it's going to make these conversations a lot more interesting because there's so many other factors to consider yeah yeah um so speaking of and i've I've also got a question um with these playoff games being played in bowl games do you think it kind of demeans or kind of like undermines the meaning of these bowl games because you, you've got Cincinnati and Alabama playing in the Cotton Bowl, which is traditionally a very, a very good, traditionally rich bowl game. Right. Right. Same thing with the Orange Bowl. Same way with the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. But you think this college football playoff has kind of demeaned, have kind of undermined these big bowl games. And I know moving forward uh, with possible 12 teams, there's not going to be enough bowl games to cover everything, right. and they're not going to want to dilute the pool anymore that they already have, creating more bowl games. So they've been talking about the people, the teams that are in the playoff, up until you get to like the final six or four or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll be home home away games. Right. Um, so a couple things. One, uh, if they you know if they do go ahead and do the expansion. Uh, the other some other bowl games to be added are actually the ones that I highlighted here. Obviously, Fiesta Rolls and Sugar for sure will be considered playoff bowls. I think the Peach would probably be one, the Alamo and the Citrus. Uh, after that, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. But I think those would all be considered like bowl games. But does it diminish it? I feel like it does. Um, you know, kind of a, a tough comparison, but think of it kind of like. Um, think of it like I think it was the I think it was a, a, the last time the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, right? AFC Championship game, they just won it, whatever. They hand the AFC Championship trophy to Bill. Bill takes it and immediately just hands it to someone else. He doesn't give a fuck. You know, it's kind of the same thing with with these bowl games. It's like, oh, cool, we won the Orange Bowl now. Well, who gives a fuck? It's round one of the college football playoffs. We still got another game to go. Who gives a fuck that I won this? Especially if you go to the college football playoff championship and you lose. Then it's like, oh, cool, we won the Orange Bowl. That's fucking cool, but we lost the championship. So, yeah, in a way, I do feel like it kind of diminishes these bowl games to a point where it's just like, I would rather them just, like, 
not have bowl games as part of the playoffs. But you know, uh, if they if they expand the playoffs, that I feel like it's going to be kind of impossible because there's going to have there'd be a lot of bowl games that get shafted, and these traditionally really notable bowls like Fiesta, Cotton, you know, Orange, Rose, and Sugar, they'll all just get like a bunch of kind of slack off teams while all the good teams are in the playoffs. So it, it's a weird, it's a weird fine line that. Uh, NCAA is trying to walk on about trying to keep the bowls like cool, this cool thing in college football, as well as trying to balance the playoffs. See, I'm I'm actually going to move with probably something I'm probably going to get hate for if if any traditionally college football fans listen to this. And don't get me wrong, I love the traditional bowl games, right? I love it. I love it. Like it, it's dear to my heart. But the best thing, in my opinion, for college football moving forward. I think is to completely get rid of all playoff games to be bowl games. Ooh, spicy. It, it just goes straight into – now, I'm fine with neutral site games. I'm fine with neutral site games maybe for, of course, like the, the semifinals and the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with that because um, that allows, you know, to have even fans, right? Kind of like kind of like your – your your Super Bowl right? It's always a neutral site game most of the time. Right. Um. Unfortunately, last year Tampa Bay won in Tampa Bay. That just happens. First time ever. Yeah. First time ever. <laughs> um. And then like this year with the 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 it's in L A. It's in the Rams, uh, stadium. And both the L A. teams could potentially go. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's a talking for down the line, but, um, you know, t- looking at all these these bowl games here, you get the Fiesta Bowl with Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Uh, Rose Bowl, Utah, Utah, Ohio State, which is intriguing to me. Um, talk, talk about shocking that Oregon got got the shit beat out of them twice by Utah. Yeah, that. <laughs> see, and that podcast I shot last Wednesday with um, Nooner and Forrest. Shout out to them. Thank y'all for having me on that show. Um, we talked about this, and they both went. Uh, I convinced them to all go, all go Oregon. Oh no! Unfortunately, oh, because no. because the last the last couple of years, right? The only team that Oregon really would ever lose to is Utah, right? And then they would always play them again in the championship game, right? And always bounce back. Their bounce back to, against them were like they were undefeated when losing to them in the regular season. Mm. So it's like there's no way it's going to happen again. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no there, there's no way they're going <laughs> to lose this game and 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 break the streak. That was but my mindset. That my mindset, and that's why I picked Oregon. Is I just did not think Oregon was going to get the shit beat out of them twice by Utah. I just didn't think it was going to happen. But man, talk about a shocker! But knowing knowing what we know now, I can see I can see it. If the news broke what we know now, oh back God. then, <laughs> th- it could have been different with Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but let's finish out talking about some of these other notable bowl games. Um, so you got Sugar Bowl, uh, Baylor, and Ole Miss. Man, talk about a, a game that that Baylor Oklahoma State was. Did you see the, the how it ended? Uh, yeah, diving to the pylon, yeah. barely missing it. Literally Man. missed it by. I mean, when, it, it, when people say game of in, game of inches, yeah, it, it's giving me uh, Titans uh, Rams flashback Super Bowl. It's giving me flashbacks. Yeah, that game. I mean they they. I saw this thing. Somebody uh, posted on Twitter. It said most heartbreaking, heartbreaking moments in football, and it had the Friday Night Lights uh, scene yeah. when they're standing on the one when the quarterback sitting on the one yard line, and then it had the, that that Super Bowl image, and then it had the Oklahoma State image of him yeah. reaching the ball out being short. <laughs> yeah, rough, dude. And then I uh, saw another meme that said it's just a football game, and he's just short, and, <laughs> and had another meme dude crying. Right. Um. But we got the Peach Bowl with uh, Pitt's Pitt and uh, Michigan State. That's gonna be tough for me to pick, man. I've been riding with both these teams all year. 
I like both these teams. Me a lot. too. Um, <laughs> see, when it, it was intriguing. I have two two half brothers that live in Michigan. Okay, they live in um, what is that? Um, I can't think of it right now. But one brother went to Michigan State. One brother went to Michigan. Oh no! So I have ties to both teams. Oh no! Um, but again, like from a particularly stand, like football standpoint, I love Kenny Pickett. I do, I do too. I, I I'm so pumped that he's going to potentially be going in the first round. I honestly think he's the best quarterback. You know, when I when two, two or three weeks ago when I came on this, I, I said Malik mm-hmm. could be a, a sleeper pick of of the best out of the pool that we have. Right. The throws that I saw him throwing in that championship game, it's clean. It it is. I mean, NFO esque. It is. You, you can be like that guy can make all the throws. He's got the id factor, man. And sh- yeah, I mean, just to give you see, it- you see the run play he did. Oh, I know. With the swagger, yeah, with the with the, the fake, uh, slide. fake slide, dude. He's got the it factor. Who would have thought of that, dude? He's got the it factor, man. It, I, I really hope. That, I mean, he's gonna probably go. I, I mean, the chances of him not going first round are so stupidly low at this point, especially with how crappy the quarterback class is. I'm pumped that he's gonna go in the first round, and I'm so excited to see where he's gonna go. Um, but, and yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that more during off season when draft yeah, comes along, look, but I do a lot of mock drafts. So I'm yeah, ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but moving forward, they got Alamo bowl, uh, kind of disappointing for Oregon. I think, I think that's going to allow them to not play up to potential, especially with Thibodeau, um, not yeah. playing in this game. Yeah. Um, but they also do a play an Oklahoma team that's also pretty disappointed on their season. Both don't so, have their coaches, man. So. <laughs> I think the Alamo Bowl, Alamo Bowl this year needs to be renamed to the Disappointment Bowl. Dude, what a matchup! Both these schools don't have their head coach. That's fucking wild. And to they me. both have their top players not playing in this game. That's fucking wild to me. Um, but so you got Oregon and Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl, Citrus Bowl. You got Iowa and Kentucky, which is also an intriguing, in, intriguing game because I think coming into this season. No one would have thought Kentucky would have been in this position that they are. I know, yeah, true. And same with Iowa. Iowa was I know they were projected a top a, a top end team this year coming into the season but right. um so I guess you kind of can can kind of say is a letdown season for them but I mean they're potentially one two wins away from playoff berth yeah. so um so talking about our squads now as we mentioned before you got my squad Arkansas going against Penn State uh in the Outback Bowl Tampa Bay January 1st be there be square <laughs> be there you're not even going to be there come on no, I'm being I'm being New York oh, okay. for New Year's. Oh, okay, but hey, I may switch it up. You know, it's only going to cost me a couple hundred bucks to go to New York because I'm staying with a friend up there. But okay. I may say screw it. Say fuck this, going to Tampa. If I, if I save some, <laughs> if I save a little bit of extra money, you might, you might see me there. Right. Um, um, so that's kind of intriguing. Um, I was talking about you before we started the show. Open it opened up at Penn State at eight and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. And I checked it yesterday night when I was at work, and they were sitting at a six. So that's that's intriguing. Um, no love for the Hogs, but it's okay. I'm pretty used to it at this point. Um, talking about your one of your teams, uh, your main team here, Miami, Washington State, and the Sun Bowl. How do you feel about that? Man, with all the stuff that's happened with our coaching situation, I'm kind of losing a little bit of confidence in the game. But, I mean, Washington State is so mid-tier anyway. And even though, like, if you look at our record, you would think that we're mid-tier, we went on a hell of a fucking stretch at the end of the season with Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. So, in terms of just play on the field, I feel good about it. But it's just our, our coaching situation is where I feel a little iffy. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. I think – um, 
that that aid that because I mean, isn't there rumors that y'all are hiring Clemson's AD, right? Yeah, there's still rumors for that right now. That's so, not set in stone, but I'd be fo- I'd be totally for that. Yeah, I, I would too. Um, and moving forward with that, like, who's ever made those decisions that they've made the last couple of days? They need to get out of there, man. They are that, that that's, that's a bad bad look for for Miami. That's shady. Um, but. And then another one of your teams here, uh, frankly, Memphis, a team that I've, I've rocked with for a long time. Um, we got Hawaii Bowl with Memphis and Hawaii. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I think we're going to get fucking rocked, if I'm going to be brutally honest. Did you see how this game came to be? Yeah, they added it. Yeah. Did, did they, didn't they add it because uh, Hawaii was bowl eligible and they were the only team. Uh, yep. They were the only team that didn't have a game. Yeah. So they added the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And not it's like that it's that situation, so it's just like a free gimme basically, and naturally it's the fucking Hawaii bowl, naturally. Uh but then also like Hawaii has like a shit ton of players transferring. Like a lot of players oh, transferring. Really? Yeah, dude. Uh our starting quarterbacks transferring, which I'm not necessarily against. Like I, I understand if you look at the stats, whatever, it's like he's one of the more successful quarterbacks in, in Hawaii history. He's not like he's not a Colt Brennan, he's not even a Colt McDonald, but he is in statistically one of the better quarterbacks that we've had but like i still think he's fucking mid-tier as as can be so i'm not fucked up with him transferring but there's a lot of other players transferring from the defense uh some of our i think one of our linebackers is transferring i think a wide receiver's transferring i mean like dude there's a lot of heat right now on todd graham and the ad for even accepting this game because the amount of players they're losing so I don't know. I mean, I think the Memphis is gonna fucking rock, uh, rock the Warriors, dude. I don't, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I don't, go ahead and rock in that pick. I haven't, now. I haven't checked that spread yet, but I'm, I'm sure it's Memphis is gonna I'm sure rock it's double us. digits. I would love to see Hawaii get the dub in the Hawaii Bowl. I mean, it's our home game. It's a home game for us. Basically. I remember, I remember back in the day when this used to be a, a pretty main bowl. Um, it's a nice spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hawaii would play in it every year, and every no, time. no matter how good they did, unless they won a cha- the conference championship, they would always play in the Hawaii Bowl. Never fails. And it would be like, man, this is so unfair. Yeah, it's, it's like a Texas team playing in Texas Bowl. It's like, I get it, but yeah. come on now. There's just so certain teams that are stuck in a bowl. Cause I know, I remember for that that brief stretch where Tyler's number two team, Arkansas State, you know, that where they were like ten and two, ten and three, eleven and whatever. Hawaii Bowl. They, no, they were continuously playing in the GoDaddy Bowl, oh, like yeah, yeah, year yeah. after year, GoDaddy.com Bowl every time. Which I don't even think that's a bowl anymore. I don't. I think I think it is, but it's renamed. I don't. Okay. I don't think it's GoDaddy anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um. So speaking of the whole Miami stuff, we're gonna go. Man. We're gonna move back to this. Man. Uh, reports of Mario Cristobal being hired on at uh, at Miami, leaving Oregon, which is crazy to me. I don't. I didn't understand why he does. He have any links to Florida? Yeah. He does. He he actually played at Miami, and he was an assistant coach at Miami. Okay, yeah, so that so, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, he, he's got roots. He's got roots. Because because uh, because Mario Cristobal, he's not the one that took over after Chip Kelly, is he? No, because that was um, who was that? Um, Some stooge. I don't know. <laughs> but so um, so yeah, that's interesting. But what what's the more intriguing part about this, in my opinion, is how they treated Manny. Yep. And they had this man out there recruiting. Yep. Recruiting for the University of Miami, 
while they basically had Mario Cristobal either on the phone or in Miami signing his contract to be the new coach. Yeah, all these reports were coming out that Mario was going to be hired as the next coach, and Manny was still our head coach. It wasn't, and then and then after it was like official that yep, Mario's head coach. Then they fired Manny, and that, that's that's scummy to me, man. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a massive fan of of, of Manny. I mean, I appreciate a couple things that he's done. Like, I, obviously, I appreciate that 2021 class because I'm not joking. That 2021 class of ours is uh, not you know the 2020 class sorry the 2020 class is fucking fire so i mean there's aspects about him that i appreciate but i'll be real manny it was such a fucking lazy ass hire it really was and it was a lazy ass hire that i don't think was deserving because uh, i mean it, you know mark rich you know you know he retires whatever you know i think like before the season's over so it's like they just naturally just hire rdc manny diaz who was okay and you know i just think that's a lazy hire that's not completely justified you know and to counterpoint that you know, to give an example, that's not a lazy hire that I think is a good hire is like, you know, uh, Brian Kelly leaving. They just hired the D.C. Marcus Freeman for Notre Dame. I don't think that's a lazy hire. I think Marcus Freeman's legitimate, legitimately deserving of that. But in Manny's case, I, I just didn't think he was deserving. I just thought that was a lazy ass hire. I think it was a bridge. That's all I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, look at I mean, going back to the worst coach in Arkansas history, John L. Smith. Yeah. With Bobby Petrino leaving the way he did lazy with hire. his accident. Lazy hire. They just like, OK, bring up John L. Smith, who has somewhat experience as a head coach, but he's our special teams coach. Let's go ahead and bring him on as head coach. Right. Which I think that was a disgrace at the time to our <laughs> offensive, offensive defensive, defensive coordinator. Right. I thought one of them was going to be it, but they hired the special team coach. Which, you know, I, I totally get hiring a special teams coach as your head coach. 100% I get it because you're dealing with uh, players on both sides of the ball, right? Totally get it. But if like if you're like an average tier special teams coach, like why why are you getting the head coaching job just for that when you're mid tier as it is? Yeah, you know because I mean one thing that some people forget is uh, John Harbaugh, you know, very successful NFL coach. He was a special teams coach before he got the head coaching gig. You know, so I mean, uh, special teams coaches like they can be a good head coach, but if you're a mid tier special teams coach like John was. Why are you getting the job? Yeah, you know? I agree. That, that especially was lazy. That was lazy. especially how good our defense was that year, oh, those that previous year, and how explosive our offense was. Right, right. Like clearly, one of those should have been. Um, I mean, I would have been even okay with um, even a, another position coach, running back coach, um, receiver at the time. But anyways, uh, moving on. So with the hopefully they get Miami gets all this bad juju out of there. And and look, I will say this, uh, Miami is really stepping up to the plate, try to make us relevant again in football, because with this situation, we have bought out Manny's contract of $8 million. We have bought out Mario's contract of $9 million, and then we are also paying Mario $8 million. So that's a lot of money that Miami is putting out to make this happen. Do you know Do you know what his contract is right now? Uh, Mario's? Yeah. It's a 10-year deal. Uh, I think it's 10-year, uh, eight, 8 mil a year. Okay. Okay. I just figured there'd be, and there, there's probably there has to be some special stuff in there yeah, after, probably. <laughs> like especially what you see with the USC contract yeah, yeah. and all that. But I would, um, love to, I would love to know what it is. Yeah. Um. So moving on, also with a uh, new AD coming in as well for uh, Miami, you got Dan Radovich, R- Radikovich. Yeah, uh, dude. I don't Radi- know. Radikovich. Yeah. He, uh, he's rumored to be hired for Miami. So he's rumored to be hired. He's currently Clemson as uh, AD. Um. But also looking forward as well, kind of give you a kind of a hope as well with this Mario Cristobal's record as head coach, uh, sixty-two and sixty overall. 
27 and 47 at FIU and 35, 35 and 13 at Oregon. That that FIU record is understandable. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. You're you're in fucking Miami competing against Miami. I mean, yeah. like at a at a bottom tier school that I think has only had its football program since like 2001. Like, yeah, it's understandable. But and it and it actually helps a lot cuz the type of talent that he can get in Miami with yeah. the state of Florida is kind of the talent kind of the talent that he got with Oregon. Right. I think Oregon's talent is mostly going to be your California talent yeah, mostly is. and I I compare Florida talent to California talent pretty identical. Oh, it, it's so, very comparable. So so 35 and 13 at Oregon that you know, That's I think good. I think it, all Miami fans would take that. Yeah, 100%. Like his his overall coaching record, I'm not fucked up about cuz like cuz you like I said you turn around and you're like, "Well, oh, he was 27-47 FIU." That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um so speaking of that with uh Mario Cristobal moving on, uh Oregon's got a coaching vacancy. Yeah. Um Here's some notable coaches that that I've heard names floating around. And I'm sure you have too. Um, you got Justin Wilcox at Cal, mm-hmm. which that'd be interesting hire. Uh, you got Chip Kelly at UCLA, which I don't think he's pretty content there. I don't think he'll ever go back. I would love to see him go back. Yeah, imagine the comeback. Yeah, you know, um, Oregon's your number two squad, so I'm kind of curious your take on yeah. who you would like to see. I would love to see him come back. And frankly, um, this list here, I, Brian Harson is an interesting. Because I believe that he came from Oregon to Auburn at some point, and um, plus he's a Arkansas, Arkansas State guy, if I'm not mistaken. So that's that's an intriguing one. I would like that. Uh, Matt Campbell was also intriguing, but I thought he just hired. I mean, I thought I figured he just uh, um, signed a new contract, didn't he? I, 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 I haven't was seen if he if he signed one. Um, Joe Brady. Former uh, Panthers o- OC, he just recently got fired. Um, there is rumors though that um, Brent Venables is going to go after him for o- for Oklahoma's OC yeah, spot. Yeah, because that, that's so. another piece of news that came out this week is Brent he has taken the job at OU. So. Yeah, yeah. So that that's another thing interesting. I mean, Dave Arianda from Baylor that's that's an interesting hire, but I think with what he's done this year with winning a Big Ten a uh, Big Twelve championship. I don't think he's looking on to move forward. I think he's looking to grow at Baylor for right now. I agree. Um, other than that, I don't see any any any. any I mean, Tony Elliott comes in OC. Um, that would be interesting hire as well. Here's a name for you, and I came across this the other day, and I, as soon as I saw this, it was actually just yesterday. As soon as I saw this name, I was just like, "Shit! If there's gonna be a time to do it, it's right fucking now." How would you feel if uh, if Pete Carroll stepped back? into the college ranks and took the Oregon job. See, we we talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. I I really like These are both two of your teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like Pete Carroll. Of course, I'm I'm a Seattle fan. That's one of my two or three top yeah. uh, NFL teams that I really pay attention to. I don't really have an all-time favorite that I focus on, but I do have a top 3 and that they're definitely up there. Um and I've I didn't like Pete Carroll at USC just because I was an Arkansas fan and got walloped by him two years in a row, so yeah. You know, but as a coach, I love him in college ranks. Uh, when he moved on from USC to Seattle, Pac-12 felt it. Yeah, I I didn't think he was going to be able to do what he's done, but he's proved a lot of people wrong, especially in my opinion, on that he can still he's still a very good coach. Um, and but I think only way that happens is if Russell Wilson moves on. And True. we we said it, I said it last week. Um, if Russell Wilson moves on with the kind of talent they they don't really have to put around um, Russell Wilson, 
Um, I know they just got Adrian Peterson, but he's well past his prime. Yeah. Um, they got DK Metcalf. Um, especially missing out on big time players um, like Odell. Odell was really wanting to go to Seattle. There, he was in, Seattle wasn't in his top three mm. um, before he knocked out Seattle for Green Bay and or the Rams. Um, Look, if the Seahawks just get a, a, if they just improve that fucking offensive line and give him a little bit better of a run game like they had with Marshawn, I think Russell will be happy. But goddamn, you got to get that line better. Yeah, and also, I mean, I love Chris Carson, and I love, uh, of course, Alex Collins being there, yeah, yeah. which uh, they're both kind of banged up right now. That's why they, they end up signing Adrian Peterson. But um, they need they need a running back. They need a type of running back because, be, I mean, back in the days when I first started watching, when I really fell in love with Seattle, you know, Sean Alexander. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he carried that offense. Yeah. Um, and then moving on from Sean Alexander, bringing Marshawn Lynch, he carried that offense. Mm-hmm. You for Pete Carroll's offense, in my opinion, even when he when he when he was at USC, he had Reggie Bush. I think Pete Carroll needs a good running back along with a good offensive line, and they have neither of those right now at Seattle. Yeah, that's that's the glaring problem with uh, Seattle right now. Because I mean, you just look at this uh, San Fran game the other day, dude. Fucking Russell Wilson was running for his damn life. I mean, I tuned into that game just for a little bit, and the and in a little bit I tuned into that game. The amount of times I saw Russell getting massively pressured or getting sacked is unreal. Yeah, for the few minutes I was watching, it's nuts. And I think honestly, I mean, if they, I think they're still technically in contention. A lot of stuff has to happen. Yeah, I mean, they're four and eight right now. A lot of things has to happen as far as they have to keep on winning, and teams have to help them out by losing. Um, but they're not out of it. I think right now there's only one team that's out of. Um, playoff contention i think that's just due to the division that they're in because technically even the lions are still in contention for right. playoffs which is fucking um, funny to which me. is outrageous but um yeah i think i think it'd be a great hire um kind of brings a different perspective p carroll's been traditionally a um a defensive kind of mind in my opinion right um you know when he went to the super bowl those two or three years defense was the yep. the, the legion of that so um, it kind of bring a new perspective with Oregon because every time I, I think of Oregon in the last 10, 20 years, it's, it's been high-powered offense, high, sure. high, high-powered high offense. And um, that's something Back 12 has been lacking is defense. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting. Um, but moving on, um, you know, we did announce uh, – or we did say earlier Marcus Freeman got hired as Notre Dame's head coach. Yep. Um, I like the hire. I do like that hire. I, I think – um, he was an anchor of that Notre Dame defense. Yeah. Um, and I saw that his introductory to the team, that team still is, is kind of like a Sam Pittman hire, in my opinion, uh, and maybe a little higher scale just because of the echelon of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But those kids want to play for Marcus Freeman. Right. The, uh, the, the welcome that those players gave him when he walked into the building when the AD announced uh, to the players that he's their coach was phenomenal. Um, Speaking of Sam, did you see he got like Coach of the Year for Region Two for something? I don't. Yeah, know so it it's uh, America. It's uh, it's America's Coaching Association's <laughs> Region Two Coach of the Year. There you go. So what they do, they pick a couple of regions. I think it's five regions. Um, they pick the Coach of the Year for that region, and the and then out of those five teams, I mean, out of those five coaches, the Coach of the Year is picked. Um, but I think it was announced earlier that. Um, no, I guess that was a Brewers award. Never mind. Um, Alabama's OC won uh, the Brewers award. But Coach of the Year is coming up soon, so looking forward to that. I think he is Coach of the Year. 
Um, I mean, we've won eight games, and or we won seven games in four years, and we won eight games this year, mm. possibly nine with the win over Penn State. So we'll see. Um, well, speaking of it a little bit earlier, uh, Heisman final thoughts with uh, the Final Four being announced with Bryce Young, a quarterback Alabama, Aiden Hutchinson, of course, the defensive end of Michigan, uh, Kenny Pickett, quarterback Pitt, and then C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. Me, opinion, me and my opinion, I think it really comes down to those three. I think C.J. is out of it just because of how, how Bryce p- played <coughs> in that championship game and, and Ohio State not being in the championship game. You know, if I had to go ahead and put my prediction out there right now, which I will. I mean, the Heisman will literally find out this Saturday. God, man, this time has gone by so quick. Uh, the order that I have them on the script is the order that I think they'll be in. I think it'll be Bryce winning, Aiden second, Kenny third, and CJ last. I do. I, I agree somewhat. I'll, I'll switch Pickett and Hutchinson just because um, they don't give much love to defensive players. Now, would I love to see that? Yes, that is that my that is my dream realistic scenario. Keyword dream realistic. Still yeah. being realistic, knowing Bryce is going to win. Uh, but I don't know. I just I have a feeling that Aiden's going to get second, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I agree. I think with that win, that the way he played against Georgia, I think it just solidified him as the Heisman runner. Thankfully, thankfully, we've been I've been saying it for weeks since the first time I came on the show. <coughs> there's there's been yet a player to solidify himself as um, number one number pick. one guy yep. for Heisman, and Bryce finally did it one of the last weeks in college football. Now I still think there's still going to be an asterisk on this season just because. Yeah. Um, you know, just the, there was never that kind of face. There's never kind of like that wide pool of talent. Right, right. Um, from start to beginning. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, Bryce Young definitely should take it. Um, so moving on to a little bit of NFL talk here. Um, Big Ben announced that most likely this will be his final season. He'll be retiring after this year. Hey, man, hell of a run. I hell of a run. Last man standing from your class, you know, Philip and Eli both, you know, rode off into the sunset. So, I mean, hey, hell of a run, man. A hell of a run that is expected, dude. He's got that fucking Drew Brees, Peyton Manning noodle arm, in my opinion. I mean, it's there. <laughs> like, it, it's time. It's time. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because, I mean, he's what, I mean, he's, what, three, four years younger than Brady? He's yeah. like, what, 38, 39 right and, now? And he's younger than Aaron, and Aaron's fucking slinging it. I mean, it ultimately just comes down to how you take care of yourself, and we see that. Yeah, and, um, and you also got to think, the Steelers over the years, when they've won, they've had a good offensive line. Yeah. But majority majority now. of his career, he's not had the best offensive line. Yeah. Um, and some argue even when they won their Super Bowl with Jerome Bettis, that <coughs> Jerome Bettis won them that Super Bowl. Right. But, you know, it's neither here or there. I thought he was, should have been retired after his neck injury. Um, I, can, I I saw him coming back after that year. He played really well um, for a little bit. But I think after that season, he should have retired. But um, I respect him for coming back and playing as long as he has. Yeah. But at, at some point, you guys got to know when your body's done. Yeah. And like I said, it just comes down to taking care of yourself. Because, like, you know, the reason Tom – you know, is at the point that he's at 40-plus and still playing phenomenal is that he takes such a huge investment in taking care of his body with a TB12 and everything that he does. I mean, it's kind of like Russell Wilson. You know, we saw a report earlier this season, I think, or in the off season that Russell literally spends a million dollars a year on just focusing on taking care of his body between the right foods, the right, you know, people to help him, like personal trainers and doctors and stuff. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, uh, it was this off season. 
where Big Ben, you know, came out and said that this was the first offseason where he actually really worked out in the offseason. It's just like you're you're a two-time Super Bowl winner. You're pretty much a Hall of Famer, all you know, Pro Bowl or whatever, and you're at this point in your career and you're admitting that you've never worked out. It, to me, when I heard that, it was on the same level as whenever Brett Favre made a joke that it was like eight years into his career and he just had to ask someone, okay, what's this defense? You know, he had no idea what the defense was. You know, you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's like when Big Ben admitted that, yeah, this is like the first offseason that I've ever worked out, it was on the same level as that Brett Favre moment where he's like, what does this defense mean? I have no fucking idea. Which, speaking of Brett Favre real quick, he's probably one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks of all time. True gunslinger. True gunslinger. Yeah. He, he is the, the definition of, of that, <laughs> yeah. right? Risk it to get the business, yeah, baby. Yeah, he, he didn't give a shit about coverages. Yep. He just saw an open window, and he fucking slung that thing in All-time there. career leader in interceptions for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the amount of – I mean, have you seen Donald Driver and his hands? Yeah. The amount of times Brett Favre has broken that man's fingers. Donald Driver's a fucking warrior. But, like – and the disrespect the Madden games give Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he's not ever on any of their lists or anything. The only kind of list he's on is, um, <coughs> is like, the records, of course. Right. But, like, as far as, like, is, isn't there, like, a like a Madden rating, like, uh, like when you start a fantasy or a dynasty or whatever, whatever they call it, a franchise? Franchise, yeah. Um, like, the Hall of Fame points. Brett Favre's never on there. No, he's not. Ever. And, and typically, you can also play as... Um, you can bring players out of, out of retirement, or you can put them on a roster from an old team. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre is never on an old team; he's never there. At one, and this is a guy who was just recently the statistical leader in yards and touchdowns. Yeah, but um, anyways, moving forward, moving forward off of that, we got Joe Brady, of course, like, like we said earlier, being fired from Carolina. Purely football related, says Matt Rule. That's sketchy, dude. If you have to come out and say that, that tells me there's some other issues. Yeah, I think honestly, college coach. I think college programs probably contacted him honestly, and plus, you know, Carolina's offense has not been <coughs> what we expected. Um, you know, we didn't get to see, of course, the offense this past week because they were on a bye, I believe. But yeah. you know, I'm still, I'm still believing in Matt Rule with Cam Newton. I like Joe Brady. I liked him there. I I didn't think he was doing great, but I think he was doing. I didn't think he was doing bad enough to get fired. Um, yeah, I didn't think he was doing bad enough to get fired. That's why that that firing came as a massive shock to me. Yeah. So you know, I I think it it's it's part of a thing to where maybe Joe Brady was getting some calls uh, pretty early on in the last couple of weeks since the college football um, teams have been letting go of their teams and kind of you know. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so, in your opinion, speaking of that, since Joe Brady's gone, do you think Matt Rule will continue to stay in the NFL with Carolina or move on to another NFL job or maybe uh, take one of these open college positions? Um, so, it wouldn't surprise me either way. Like, if he stayed with Carolina for at least like another season or two, that wouldn't surprise me. But, hey, like, let's say if Oregon comes up with a big fat fucking paycheck, money talks. Well, we said that and we've seen that. I mean, money talks. You no, know, we talked about earlier. Matt Rule. I would love to hire at Oregon. Right. As an Oregon fan, um, you know they're not my favorite team, of course, but they're definitely one of the teams I pay attention to the most outside of Arkansas. Right. I would love to see Matt Rule there. Um, when Matt Rule left Baylor to take the Carolina job, I liked the job. I thought it was a little early for Matt Rule to move on to to the pros, 
but I did think it was a little early in my opinion. So I think he needs to take a couple more years in in, in the college level if <laughs> if his true passion is the NFL. Right. Just because I mean it's a whole different beast. I mean it is. We see how how successful Nick Saban is in the in the college ranks, and he didn't even make what three seasons in in the NFL. No, it's so. just it's just two with Miami. It's better than Bobby Trino. He didn't even make the season. True, <laughs> true. But I think three and ten, and he's like deuces, deuces. <laughs> but I think we all kind of know what kind of person he is. Though, yeah, so. true, true. Um, so Lions get their first W. Man, I was actually watching that game too. Uh, I mean, shout out to the Lions, dude. Huge moment. Uh, shout out to Dan Campbell for dedicating the game ball to like all the uh, the Oxford shooting. Obviously, I'm sure everyone has seen that by now. T's and P's of that situation. Um, but uh, man, talk about uh, talk about a gimme for that final score, dude. That was such a, a blown coverage in my mind because, like, watching that TD throw, like, I feel like that was a gimme. Like, I, it wasn't, like, as, you know, it wasn't as cl- uh, climactic as you thought it would be. But, hey, shout out to Lions. Yeah, I I was actually I actually caught – I was on my way home from work. I got off work at, like, 2, 3 o'clock uh, Sunday afternoon. I was on my way home, and I was listening to the buzz on the radio. And, of course, they have NFL games every, every Sunday – and literally, I got in my car, turned it on, was backing out, pulling out of my job, and they they announced the score. They said, you know, um, he drops back, he's got a guy open, you know, and announced it and everything. And I was like, no way, no way, this just happened, right? No freaking way, because I was, because I, I, it brought me back to immediately to our podcast last week when Tyler picked him to win. I know. <laughs> and I was like, what no, bo- what a bold pick that worked out. And you know what's sad is that, dude, it's it's games like that. It's that stupid shit that happens with Minnesota <laughs> where it's just like people don't look at other aspects of Minnesota for them actually having some def- decent things going for them. Because, like, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Like, have you seen Kirk Cousins' stats for this season? Mm-mm. Dude, they are so good, and no one's fucking talking about it. Like, it, it's it's unbelievable how good how good they are so far. So let me see if I can get it up real quick. I'll also try to bring it up on this other screen. So the dude is thrown for 3,300 yards, 25 TDs, and only three fucking interceptions. He has a 106.3 passer rating. That's phenomenal, and no one's talking about it because it's the Vikings and it's Kirk Cousins. Which, you know, I get it. I understand the narrative of Kurt. I understand the narrative that Kurt can't win in prime time. And, you know, he's overpaid, which I do think he is overpaid, even though he's having a phenomenal season. But, yeah, but 25 and 3. With uh, 3,300 yards, 106 passer rating for the season so far. I mean, that's good, bro. And, and no I mean, one, but it's stu- like I said, it's stupid shit like this that happens to the Vikings that make people ignore it. Yeah. And I honestly, I mean, if with those kind of stats, if they had a better running record, I'm, I mean, I have it pulled up here. Packers are leading the division at nine and three. The Vikings are second. Um, they're three and a half games back uh, mm-hmm. at five and seven. If, if they were to somehow get, 500 above 500 maybe win the last four games that put them at nine and seven i mean we talked about mvp earlier i mean right it could be right there especially coming back if he was to win these last four games and go nine and seven and potentially have a race into the wild card with with uh in in that division or It'd be it'd be interesting. The Vikings just need to figure out a few things, and then they could be a really dynamic team, dude. They need to get some situations figured out with the defense. You know, <clears throat> you know, there was the um, Everson Griffin situation that's fucking wild. Did you see that? Yeah, fucking wild. What's going on there? 
Uh, need to figure what's going on with that. And then um, I figure out what the fuck's going on with Dalvin Cook, too. Uh, I mean, I know he's still playing. Can't play. stay healthy, man. Well, he can't stay healthy, but I'm talking about the uh, the potential drama. Did you see the stuff that came out? Mm-mm. This came out a couple weeks ago, and I haven't seen anything else about it. And it, it kind of put me on like a fence because, like, that's massive scumbag levels, in my opinion. Where it was like, at first, like, some lawsuits were coming out where Dalvin Cook was uh, a victim of an abuse situation, right? And then it was turned around where it's like, no, Dalvin's actually the abuser. And there was, like, text messages proof from her to him where she's just like, you know, Dalvin, I can't even go see my family, you know, for Thanksgiving because of how fucked up I am. And literally sends a picture to him of, like, of her having bruises and shit and him apologizing. So it's just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, this needs to be further addressed, please. Yeah. Like, there's some other legal stuff happening right now to my understanding, but he's still playing at the moment, so. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even hear about that. when we're done with the show, dude, look into it. Like, it's fucking wild to me. And the crazy that thing is that, you know, I try try to pay attention to much football as possible reading articles and paying attention to twitter and everything yeah. like that and then i've never seen any of about that yeah pop, dude pop it, it wasn't long ago it, it's wild to me that certain situations like that somehow go under the radar because i am fucking baffled at how the the lack of people that knew about that i mean he's not a notable player like dalvin is but like that one seahawk linebacker do you remember this guy like a season or two ago who uh like beat the fuck out of his girlfriend to a point where he just like left her and was going to eat fucking dinner and when she got up and tried to like run away he's just like Oh, I thought you were dead, and he just left it at that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got cut from the team, so that was the only notable thing about it. He got cut from the team, but it's just like the lack of people that actually put, like, an emphasis on that's happening baffled me. Shout out to Nate Burleson, too, because he was was one guy who actually made sure to put that in the limelight because, like, it felt like when that happened – Everyone was trying to ignore it almost. And I remember on the uh, – what show is Nate on? Is that on – it's not on Get Up. That's Good Morning Football, I think is what he's mm-hmm. on. At the end of the episode for Good Morning Football, he took a moment to highlight that. Yeah, I, I, I remember – I think I saw a Twitter video of that. But I but I think he, uh, he covered the um, – the, like, I don't know. I guess I skimmed over it, but – yeah, I don't really remember them even going into depth about that. That's wild. It's wild that stuff like that gets sweeped. Um, but moving on to some some positive some positive Here news. Go. Here we go. The Minshew Mania Let's is go. back and running wild in Philly. Let's go. Let's go, dude. I'm all about I'm all about the Minshew Mania. I love Gardner Minshew. Twenty for twenty five, two hundred and forty two yards and two touchdowns. Dude, him and Dallas, man, they were on it together. Dallas uh what is his last Goddard. name? Goddard. Goddard, yeah, dude. They were fucking on it. Um Man, if if I was Nick uh, Sirianni, I mean, I would go ahead and run with the hot hand, you know, at least for another week, see if the hot hand's still there. Because I mean, like, I have been an adamant, 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 adamant Gardner supporter since he was a rookie. Like, I think this guy has the fucking it factor. You just got to put the right team around him. I agree, and the right coaching. Yes, um, I think he. I, I've always thought that as well. I thought he's uh, definitely an NFL starter. Um, and then going back real quick with Jalen Hurts and all the NFL rookie quarterbacks, except for Mac Jones, because apparently he is succeeding out of his out of his mind. Yeah, which, yeah. which coming out of coming out of college, we we all knew Mac Jones was the most NFL ready. He didn't have necessarily the the attributes and the stats, but just because of the team that he had around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, you had all these star players around you. Can you play? with not-so-notable athletes in a much bigger league and, and compete. 
and he's definitely showing them wrong with how he's playing. He's, in my opinion, the rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my opinion, most of these teams and they they go so bad. They need to take a take a look at you know what Andy Reid's done with Patrick Mahomes. Right. You know, let him sit under you know um, Alex, Smith. Alex Smith for a year or two. They don't need to be pushing these rookie quarterbacks into these starting lineups, and because it hurts them, it hurts the franchise, and it hurts these players' careers because they get a bad look because you're not prepping them right. Right. And I mean, as a Chicago fan, I'm sure you're you're right there with me with Justin Fields. Um, now, let alone that that again, that coaching staff is not what it needs to be. True. But still, if you just said, okay, okay, Nick Foles, let's go out there. You're you're the veteran. Go play, or even um, Andy, or even Andy. Y'all go, y'all two go play. Y'all need to teach Justin Fields because he is the guy moving forward. But for the next year or two, y'all need to show these guys, this guy, the ropes. And like, I'm one of the very few Bears fans out there, uh, from what I've seen on Twitter and from what I've talked to in person, that was completely okay with that mindset. Everyone was all about like. Which I get it, man. I, I I do understand as a Bears fan, we have never had a superstar quarterback. I get it, dude. The last superstar quarterback that we had was Sid Luckman back in the fucking 40s. I fucking get it. We want a superstar quarterback. I understand. But so everyone, you know, they get this guy and they think he's the superstar and they want to put him out there immediately. But it's just like I think I'm one of the few Bears fans that was totally okay with the Andy Dalton start train. I really was. Because you got to keep in mind with Andy Dalton, he is a multiple-time Pro Bowler. He has passed for over 4,000 yards multiple times, all while playing in Cincinnati, a place that is kind of tough to win in. I mean, Andy Dalton is a proven starter. He's a proven player. I mean, he led you know multiple AFC North championships for for Cincinnati. Like I, I have, I, I don't have any problems with with uh, with Andy. I have problems with our offensive fucking scheme. You know, and, and you know it played out how it did, where he got hurt and just came in. But I mean, the narrative that you're pitching right now—that's a narrative that I'm always going to be for, pretty much nine times out of ten—is let your rookie sit. You know, in, unless you're in a situation like Mac, that is a perfect fucking situation. Good line, decent backs, decent receivers, two star tight ends you just signed, good defense. Uh, that's a perfect situation for him. Yeah, right? and and and. and. Adding on to that, I mean, Mac was drafted, you know, towards the end of the fifteen, yeah, you know, towards the end, middle of first round, to where you knew he was going to get a good team around him, to where he yep. could succeed. And, you know, when you're when you're drafting in the top ten, a chances quarter- are the team's going to suck. Yeah, and there's bigger holes than just a quarterback. Yep. Like so the then Jets. you need to take one on the chin, take a season or two on the chin. I know people say, oh, that's tanking. You, you want to put the best player out there. Right. I understand that. But when it comes to longevity for that player's health, that player's mentality, because football is just as much of a mental game as it is, as it is a physical game, if you go out there and start these uh, quarterbacks, more particularly quarterbacks, skill players are a little different with you know running backs and, right, and right. receivers. But when you put these rookie <laughs> quarterbacks in these positions to not only – get hit over and over and over again and put them in bad positions. But then they're going to have the, all these fans, all these people that think they know what they're talking about and downing this guy. And as much as NFL players or pro athletes, period, say, oh, they just put it on the backside, they're on their phones just as much as we are. They see the talk. Yeah, they see it. 100%. They see it. They, they, they will come out in, in a press conference and say, ah, oh, no, I don't pay attention to that stuff. And I would say in those situations, I'd say – uh, maybe three times out of ten, they actually don't pay attention to it. I guarantee it, especially this current. You know, you got to think. You got to think all these young players in the league now 
dude, they're younger than us. They're on their fucking phones. They see this shit. Yep. Like maybe if it's an older player, yeah, maybe he can say, yeah, I don't pay attention to the noise, and he's being fucking legit about it. But like, dude. I'd say seven or eight times out of ten, these players, they see what's being said about them 100%. There's no yeah. way they don't. And that's, that's one thing that's kind of turned me off from the NFL just because it's turned into this thing to where, like, they don't really give a shit, but they just say, okay, well, the fans are mad at us, so we're just going to do what they say. Right. It, is what it kind of feels like um, when I'm all about, you know, if you really want to succeed in whatever you're doing, you need to do what's best. And in my opinion, that's always what's always going to be the best 10 out of 10 times um, or 9 out of 10 times, excluding like Mac Jones and Tom Brady <laughs> right? <laughs> and those situations. Um, and then, you know, of course, Russell Wilson coming out in his second year and going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, those players are, you know, once in a generation type stuff. Uh, but moving on, some some quick news. Um, you got Corey Davis having a season injury, uh, uh, tearing his muscle core uh, surgery. So he's season injuring. He's going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, prayers for you, man. Uh, Keenan Allen placed on reserve for COVID list, as well as Jordan Love uh, COVID list. Um, Marlon Humphrey out for the season with a torn pectoral muscle. That cannot that I. That's one that we're going to have to watch for because that's going to yeah. be a big blow for Baltimore as they try to make a playoff push. As, as somebody that's played quarterback for, you know, flag football leagues and, and kind of taught myself on how to do that, man, that whole area, just when it gets sore, it hurts. I can't right. even imagine tearing it. Um, but Logan Thomas also prayers out to, to, to those two. Uh, Logan Thomas is out with a possible a, uh, ACL tear. Yeah, I haven't actually seen the official news yet. All I saw is that it's probable ACL tear, which sucks. Quarterback turned tight end. He's actually played pretty good ball as a tight end for Washington this year. He, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tyler Heineke, man. They've and then well. um, I don't know when it was, but Kenyon Drake came out. Do you see that? Kenyon Drake came out and no. blasted uh, NFL refs um, on Twitter. I'm going to add this real quick um, because – he was pretty much horse collared. Now, technically, by by the penalty, <laughs> it was not a horse collar, but oh, somebody yeah, yeah, I saw this. somebody grabbed him by the back of the jersey and pulled him down, and then another player rolled up on him and he broke his ankle. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. For the I second for the second year in a row. So um, T's and P's and prayers out to those to the, all those guys. Hope they uh, have a good recovery um and get back soon healthy um so moving on here um we've got some week 14 college games recap um conference usa championship uh san antonio university of texas san antonio beat western kentucky shout out to bailey zap hell of a season my friend Yep, yeah I, I love bailey zap he's a great quarterback but One of the greatest quarterbacks no one will ever know <laughs> yep 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 but watch, uh, watch him go like sixth round and then go on to be a fucking superstar in the oh NFL. i can definitely see it Watch Definitely it see it. Um, so, MAC championship: uh, Northern Illinois beat Kent State. There you go. Uh, Belt, Louisiana beat Appalachian State. Uh, Mountain West, Utah State beat San Diego State. Shout out to Blake Anderson. Shout out! I give him so much credit. You know, when I first came on this podcast, I wasn't really paying attention to him. I was just kind of focused on his two bad losses that he had. Right. Not realizing at that point that he was eight and two and. And in a position that he was, and I didn't think he could get over the hump and win a conference championship in his first year there, but he did it. Hey, so man. shout out to him, man. Hell of a run. Um, all all glory to you, man. Um, American Conference, Cincinnati, of course, beat Houston. 
um, in a pretty convincingly way. Yeah, to, that, that's the big thing is that it was convincing. Yeah. So and and I even said that last week. If they didn't, if they barely won that game, say in the last second or in overtime, I could definitely see them getting screwed in the playoff. But they won it convincingly. Convincingly, they did what they needed to do. Uh, to get in the playoff, Pac-12 championship, uh, Utah beat Oregon. Again, one of my most surprising things, I called it last week, I thought Oregon's record upholding with uh, bounce-back games after losses was going to continue against Utah. I didn't think they were going to get blown out again, especially it was, what, 38-10 to this time when yeah. they played earlier. It was 38-7, to so just couldn't get it done. Uh, Big 12 championship, Baylor beat Oklahoma State by six inches or less. So heartbreaking there. I was Depressing. pulling. I was pulling for Oklahoma State. Um, I was looking to see some chaos when it came to that game, right? Uh, with the playoff, especially if Cincinnati barely won. Um, but shout out to Baylor, uh, winning Big Twelve championship, ACC championship. Pitt beat Wake Forest. Love that. Love me some Kenny Pickett. Wake Forest. Shout out to his court, to their quarterback as Hartman. well, Harmon, the great quarterback as well. Um, he'll probably is he is he coming out this year. I don't think so. Let me look them up while you keep running. Okay. Um, Big Ten Championship, Michigan beat Iowa pretty convincingly, which they needed to do in order to stay in uh, that number two spot. Um, If they lost that game, they were definitely out. But, you know, uh, SEC Championship, again, surprising for me, Alabama beat the dog out of Georgia. So now they're just Georgia. They're not not the the dogs anymore. It's just Georgia because Alabama beat the dog out of them. Um so week fifteen games outlook. Uh, we're gonna look into some uh, predictions here on FCS playoffs. Um, Sam is a redshirt uh, sophomore, by the way. Okay, so yeah, he'll be around. So he bit. can come out if he wants to, but he'll probably. I, th- I think he'll probably be around. Maybe to honestly a senior year, give him a couple more years, let him have another couple more good seasons. Maybe he could push for a first yeah. round pick in yeah. a couple of years. Oh, definitely, I definitely can see that. Um, so the only week fifteen game we have this this week is uh, of course the Army Navy game. Naturally, they do yeah. it every year. Every year, week fifteen every is year. these two. Uh, do we want music? Uh, sure. What color? Uh, this row was one. I'm gonna go with my go-to. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, predictions here. We'll start off with some. Uh, you want to start off with the Army? No, we'll start off with the FCS. Okay. FCS round three quarterfinals. You got Montana and James Madison, which you've already announced it here earlier. I'm going to go with James. James yeah, Tyler is going with Montana. Going Montana. Yep. Um, you know, when I first looked at this game, I was going to go Montana, but I've actually swapped. I'm going to go James Madison. There you go. Um, this That's my one emotional pick. Yeah, that's a, it's your one <laughs> emotional pick. You only get one. You only get one. Um, East Tennessee State versus North Dakota State. Give me the Bison. And Tyler's going with the Bison as well. Yeah, I'm going to make a trifecta there. I'm continuing with the Bison. They're they're continuing to show dominant. Dominant. I can't even speak right now. Uh, they're showing to continuously be dominant in the FCS. Um, South Dakota State and Villanova. Give me South Dakota State. Tyler's going with Villanova. Yeah, I'm really surprised on how well Villanova's playing right now. Right. Um, I know they played Penn State pretty close um, earlier in the year. Um, but, yeah, I'm still going to go with South Dakota State. I love their quarterback. Okay. Um, Montana State and Sam Houston. Got to go with Sam, man. Yeah, I got to go Sam. They're, they, they've been the best team in the FCS all year, um, and they have no signs of slowing down. Tyler's got Sam as well. Um, so moving on to week 15 of our only, uh, FCS game this, this week or FBS game this week, division one, you got army and Navy. 
I'm gonna go with the Army, man. Uh, Navy stinks. I'll say it flat out. They're like fucking three and eight. Meanwhile, Army's eight and three. Like Army's actually a decent squad. Navy fucking stinks this year. Yeah, I'm going Na- Army as well. Tyler went Navy, which really fucking shocked me. But hey, live your fucking best life, dude. Hey, that's why he's uh, not showing the best on the overalls there. I know he's uh, under yeah. 500 yeah. for the picks, but you know we'll see. All right, so. Uh, you know, usually this segment's uh, for my sharp picks of the week, but this week is a Shane's sharp pick of the week. Yep. Um, since we only have one, um, a Division One game, I was going to toss some Division the the playoff games into our spreads this week, but I decided not to. I'm going to keep it just to Division One. Um, so Navy um, and Army opened up at a 35 point over under, and Army is an eight point favorite. Um, as of around 1.30 or so today, uh, December 7th, 2021, uh, which is all where all these picks are going to be made, uh, made, uh, Army's a seven and a half point favorite, uh, over under 34. Well, uh, I'm going to rock with Army because I just think they're going to win. I think they're going to win by more than seven points. I also want to shout out the fact that Tyler picked Navy, but then he picked the minus seven and a half for Army. Yeah. This motherfucker. So he's big. So he, he's. At this point, he doesn't give a fuck about the betting. I mean, uh, about the picks. He's all about trying to make uh, improve his spread. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he knows he's pretty much done with uh, with the record, at least for this year. So he's just I, trying to make that money. And I feel like 34 is really <laughs> fucking low for a college game. It is. I understand Navy stinks, but, like, I don't know. I feel like that's really low, so I'm going to go with the overall. But then that. again, I could very well see it being... Twenty-four, nothing, and yeah, and and an army just sitting on the game, uh, sitting on it. I'm so. gonna rock with the over though. I'm gonna stick with it. Tyler's got over as well. What do you got? All right, so I'm gonna rock with army with a with a with a minus seven and a half. But I'm gonna go, actually go under. I do think army is not gonna sit here and disrespect another <laughs> a, another military school. I think if it okay. gets to twenty-one, twenty-four, nothing, or even thirty-one-seven, they're go, they're gonna sit on it. Um, I mean, we should have 31-7 and be over. But, you know, right. I think if it gets ugly early, as in, like, a 2-3 score <laughs> game, and Navy hasn't scored, they're going to sit on it. Especially with Navy being primarily a running team. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, now moving on to the NFL here. Uh, by weeks for week 14, we get Indianapolis, Miami, New England, and Philadelphia. Uh, Thursday night game is going to be Pitt and Minnesota. Tyler's got Pitt. I think I want to go with Minnesota. I don't think they're going to take that slap on the mouth, uh, you know, that they took this past weekend with Detroit and then take another L this week. I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt with them barely skimming the right way with uh, somewhat of an injury-depleted Ravens team. Um, I don't. I just don't think they're going to have enough juice to fight off Minnesota, who's going to be raving after that Lions game. I'm going. To, I'm going Minnesota. <laughs> Um, so the noon games, we got Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one, and Tyler is as well. I'm going Baltimore. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking Lamar Jackson bounces back. Um, was Hollywood Brown, I wasn't paying attention, was he back last week, or is he yeah. coming back this week? He okay. back. All right, so I, th- I think they bounce back, they get it going. Uh, they got to find some kind of run game outside of Lamar, though. Um you got Jacksonville, which that JAC almost threw me off. Like, uh, you <laughs> like got, what Tyler said. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Jacksonville and Tennessee. Uh, well, Tyler's going Tennessee. Uh, I think I will go Tennessee as well. Yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. Um, even with a Derrick Henryless Tennessee Titans team, I, I still think they got, they're going to have more uh, than enough to get past Jacksonville. Um, Las Vegas and Kansas City. KC, easy, dude. They're on a fucking hot streak. They're fucking balling right now. They found their rhythm. 
Yeah, and I mean we and we all know when Kansas City is on the roll. I mean, there's there's hard hard to find a team better than them. So I'm gonna go in KC as well. Tyler went KC. Um, New Orleans and the Jets. Tyler actually went the Jets on this one, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I think I'm gonna go. Man, it's tough. New Orleans is such in a weird fucking spot right now. Yeah, they show they show like they're really good one week, and then they lay an egg the next week. You know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm going to go with the Jets with Tyler. Let's fucking rock with it. Let's go Bob Sala, man. Get that dubbed. All right. I'm going to go Saints. Because, um, again, we go back to Zach Wilson being starting quarterback, most likely. And I just don't think that's right. I uh, don't think he's ready. Um, I think he has all the talent in the world to be good. But, you know. Uh, Dallas and Washington. Tyler went Dallas. I think I'm going to go Dallas as well, but I will stay, say this up front. It will not shock me if Washington gets the dub. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to look up the rankings here for... Because I know... Oh, okay. you're looking up the rankings. So, let me Cowboys 8-4, and four, Washington 6-6. Six and six. Um, okay. Cowboys really need to win this to solidify themselves. In the East. In, in the yeah. East. But Washington's playing some damn good football. <coughs> they are, dude. Tyler Heineke's a baller, man. Ron, Ron Revere's got them playing. Love Ron. So I'm going Washington to, to cover and close that gap in the East. You know what? You know what? Uh, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go with Washington. Um, Atlanta and Carolina. Tough. Um, Jeremy, I got you. I'm going to go with Atlanta, and so is Tyler. I'm going Carolina, man. Cam Newton, I'm still back on that train. He had one bad week after having two decent weeks. Actually, a good week and then a decent week. I'm still going to roll with Cam Newton on that that train. I'm going Carolina. Uh, Seattle and Houston. Give me me the Hawks. Still going Hawks. (coughs) Push them them to five and eight. Moving forward. Hawks as well. All right, you got the afternoon games. You got Detroit and Denver. You take the hot hand of Detroit, or do you take Denver? <laughs> well, Denver's hot hand. Looked, hot, Denver's looked rough. Yeah, Denver's looked really rough. Um, I'm gonna go Denver. I I, I still can't. I still can't. I mean, Dem- Detroit's still a bad team I know, overall. I know. As Ta- Tyler went Denver as well. Uh, I'm gonna rock with Denver. Uh, the Giants and Chargers. Give me the Chargers, easy. <laughs> Same. Tyler went Chargers. <laughs> Uh, San Francisco and Cincinnati. Tyler went Cincy. I think I'm actually going to go San Fran on this one. I'm going Cincy. This is going to be a tough one. Buffalo at Tampa Bay. I want the record to be known that Tyler voted against his team, and he's picking Tampa Bay here. Yeah, I I picked Buffalo for that Monday night game. They hurt me. I uh, I was pulling for them against New England. Tom Brady's old team, but I can't I can't go against Tampa. I'm going. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm going Tampa too. Uh, Sunday night football. You got Chicago and Green Bay. We should have been fucking flexed off this. This is going to be a fucking embarrassment. I, I actually quote tweeted that. I, I said this at the beginning of November that the Bears had two more primetime games. So we have a, this Sunday night game and we have a Monday night game. I think against the Vikings. And I said over a month ago that we just need to get flexed off these games, please. But here we fucking are. This game's going to be a fucking embarrassment. The Packers are going to beat the shit out of us. Yeah, I'm going Packers as well. Um, still Packers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers. Hate the front office right now. But, um, yeah, so Green Bay. 
Tyler went Green Bay as well. All right, Rams and Arizona, Monday Night Football. Give me the cards, babe. I'm going to keep rocking with this train until the fucking train derails. Man, I like both teams. I do too, but Cardinals was my, was my primary one where I was like, this team's going to be good. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've always really liked Arizona. Um, so I'm going to go Arizona. <laughs> okay. And what do we got for your spreads? All right, so Shane's sharp picks of the week for the NFL. First off, we got Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, <coughs> it opened up at 45.5 over under. Minnesota, four-point favorite. As of today, it is sitting at 44 over under. And Minnesota, three-point favorite. Well, I, I'm calling Minnesota to win. Uh, I'm not going to be like Tyler and go back and forth on it. I'm going to stick with it. I think Minnesota's going to win, and I think it'll be up by uh, at least at least probably just a touchdown. So Minnesota, Minnesota minus three. All right. Uh, and over-under? 44? Uh, give me the over on that. Uh, Tyler went uh, plus three Pittsburgh, and he went over. Okay, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to side with you on this one. It's going to be minus three Minnesota. I'm going over as well. Okay. Um, Chicago and Packers. I particularly highlighted this game just because I know you're you're a Bears fan. Yeah, I saw that. And um, I'm a, a particular fan, as I announced the the first week I was here, that I'm I'm a Packers fan. They're top my top three NFL teams. Um, it opened up at forty five and a half over under. Packers are a twelve and a half point favorite. And it's still sitting that right now. Packers is 12.5 point favorite, sitting at 43.5 over under. Tyler actually went the plus 12.5 for Chicago, and he went over. I must tell you up front, that Packers minus 12.5, that's going to fucking hit. Packers are going to beat the fucking dog shit out of the Bears, flat out. Uh, I'm going minus 12.5, and, and I'm going the over. Uh, man, did, uh, did Tyler go over as well? Tyler went the plus. He went plus 12 and a half Chicago. No, I'm talking about the only over. Oh, under, yeah, 43. He, he, yeah, he went over. Um, <laughs> You know, whenever these two teams meet, I, Packers, don't get me wrong, are the undeniable better team. Yeah. But when these two teams meet and it's in, um, it's at home with Green Bay, Chicago is fights on this team. We do. We they, do fight. They, they but, fight. But man, this team is in a rough spot right now, man. So I, I am going to go with a plus 12 and a half. Okay. I, I think, I mean, I don't think it'll be much. I think Packers probably won by 10. Okay. Um, but I'm going to go at plus 12 and a half, and I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, and then my Monday night game, I'm still going to continue my trend of one Sunday game, Thursday game, and then Monday game. So Monday night game, Rams and Arizona. Uh, Tyler went plus three Rams, and he went for the under. I went minus three in the over. Okay, and just for the listeners out there, it opened up at fifty-one and uh, fifty-one over/under, and Arizona two and a half point favorite, currently sitting at minus three. Arizona with a fifty-two over/under. Um, I'm picking the Arizona minus three, and I'm picking the under on that. Okay, locked in. All right, and again, all of these over/under and betting lines are as of one thirty to two o'clock on Tuesday, <coughs> um, December seventh. I put on the on here December 9th, but I was. You know, I don't know. Um, so, keeping up with uh, yours and Tyler's terrible mm-hmm. fantasy league um, standings, Nate still sitting at first, one and uh, ten and three. J Mac ten and three. Joe, uh, I almost said Joe Brady. Uh, <laughs> Brady at eight and five. Jimmy eight and five. Tony seven and six. Tyler seven and six. Dave seven and six. And trash is on the rise. That's right. At four and nine. That's right. We growing, man. We growing. I also want to shout out one of these games. Let me pull it up. Because, like, dude, Nate's team is stacked, right? 
uh, and Nate, like, dude, he got the dog shit fucking beat out of him. Like, I mean, I just pulled up the final score. It, at least it got a little bit closer. But he lost to Jimmy 226.82 uh, uh, to 175.70. Like, he got the dog shit beat out of him. And whenever I screenshot it and sent it to Jimmy, um, just because I thought it was fucking hysterical, the score was uh, Jimmy was sitting at 223.82, and Nate was literally sitting at 48 points whenever I fucking screenshot this. And this is while most of Nate's players were actually already playing. Like, so he made a, he made a bit of a comeback, but man, he got like, he got the dog shit beat out of him like massively. And then he's got a good team. Like Nate has a good team. I mean, he's got Herbert and Stafford. He's got Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Darren Waller, Cooper Cup, Nick, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Henry. I mean, the dude, uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, Calvin Ridley, even though he's been out, uh, and the Colts defense. So the dude's got a squad. Uh, I still think he's going to win. But, uh, man, he got he got the dog shit beat out of him. But, hey, I'm on the rise, man. I'm on the rise. We're we going. We're growing. We're going to get there. Yeah. Um. Like I said, when I first joined, I looked at your team. I don't know how you're, how you're setting up for now. Bro, I don't know either. I really fucking don't, but here we are. It's just inconsistencies, I guess, the, the weeks that yeah. you're playing. just They don't hit. But anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and again and skip on those quick fantasy thoughts. <laughs> um, I gave up. With the start, sits and ad drops. I don't think me or Alex here has any has any kind of uh, position to be given out, any kind of advice for um, I'm sitting at 8th and 7th in my two leagues. So, yeah. Um, I gave up on that weeks ago. So again, but but do in case uh, if we do drop any kind of knowledge on that, please uh, check out the Twitters again. That's uh, is a eight AFT. No, it's just a, a ter- terrible FB show. Okay, terrible FB show on Twitter. Uh, just in case that's an announce. Also check that out for uh, any of our bow predictions that's True. still up. Um, you have about a week, week and a half, yeah, um, to join that. Um, there is going to be a prize. Um, you know. Tyler has mentioned that there could be, but I'm I'm willing to put up some cash, maybe some gift cards here and there, um, as well. So there there is going to be prizes, depending on what those prizes are. Um, so please go check that out. Uh, keep in contact with us on our comments on YouTube. Um, let us know how you're doing, um, and we'll try. To, matter of fact, and what we'll do, what I what I've been willing to do is maybe at the end of the show every week, shout out a comment or two uh, for for people that uh are doing pretty well in their in their picks. Um so closing out here what what you got uh, what you got ideals for dinner? Well, uh I've been staying pretty much to a soup diet to try to help ease my throat. But man, let me tell you tacos for life's fucking calling my name. I really want some fucking fish tacos, bro. So I don't know. I'm not on the fence. I had tacos for life for the first time when they first opened. It was a super good taco, but it was just way overpriced. It is, and that, that, that's why it's like a – I will say when I go out of town for work and work's paying for it, I usually get like tacos for life in one of the locations that I go to because there's two different cities that I go to for out-of-town work, and for one of them I usually get tacos for life because I can just like fucking completely ball out on it and get whatever I want yeah. and not have to pay for it. So whenever I'm paying for it, it's just like – and every once in a while where it's like I really have to be fucking craving it for me to want to go get it because they are very fucking <coughs> pricey. But God damn it, they are delicious. And their quesadillas are pretty good too. Dude, delicious. Absolutely delicious. What about you? What's for dinner? Um, So I'm making homemade, uh, I, I guess they're like queso gorditas or something like that. Mm. So basically, basically Mexicans on both our brains. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, so basically it's like a, it's like a taco, right? It's basically just a, a, a tortilla and a flour tortilla. 
you put I'm I'm gonna make it some homemade cheese dip. Ooh, there you go. Um and then you put it on the tortilla. And then I put some shredded cheese on top with it, right? And then hard shell taco and in between that with the meat and then all your fixings, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, all that's the good stuff. So yeah, looking yeah, forward I, to that. I think I'm gonna have to roll with Mexican over soup tonight. Yeah, you got you got me thinking about it now even more. Hey, but um hey, I can show you some good Mexican soup. I mean, you got oh. pozole and menudo. Oh, okay. Hey, there's the, hey, some good stuff, man. He's getting the, the fancy terms. Up hey, here. I respect hey, it. There's, I mean, there's a joint right down the street. Um, Which one? Is that Aztecas? Oh, yeah, Aztecas. Aztecas. Yeah. They got, they got some, and even La Villa over there on Highway 5. Yep. They got some menudo and pozole. Mm-hmm. Man, hot, ready, it's like soup. So good. Some of the uh, best stuff you'll ever eat. The place on how, on Highway 5, where, where's that one at? Is that one up towards, like, Otter Creek? Uh, it's right, uh, right across the street from that guy, from, uh, you know, the CBD store? I think so. And then, the uh, liquor store, it's right across the street oh, from the liquor okay, store. okay, okay. I haven't, I haven't been to that one. The one a little bit further up the road from that. Las Palmas? I love that fucking place. Place is fucking divine. Okay. Go, uh, go a little bit farther up. It's right before you hit the exit, um, to, to enter, like, if you're driving on Highway 5, um, right before you get to the gas station to exit onto I-30, or no, 40, 4.30. Um, there's this place that's like in a little like a shopping center. It's called La Tapatia. That place is probably the best place around. Okay. I guess I'm, you know, that uh, that torta I ate yeah, yeah. last week here? Um, it wasn't from there, but they have some good-ass tortas and burritos. okay. okay. Um, but again, that'll close that out here for us, guys. Uh, this is episode 12 with uh, myself, Shane, uh, Alex. Um, hope you feel better, man. Um, yeah, I appreciate taking the reins, dude. I really don't want to be a squeaker, a squeaky toy by the time Thursday comes around. No, you're good. I'm, all, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always happy to, to to help out, and hopefully, I did all right. No, you did phenomenal. So, you did phenomenal. Um, Shout out to Shane. Shout out to Shane for taking the reins this episode. I appreciate it because I'm I'm telling you, if I would have took the reins like normal and ran through the script, my voice probably would have shot in the middle of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, again, uh, again, guys, don't forget to check out Lighthearted Gamers. They're going to have uh, their live stream for the Game Awards yeah. on uh, YouTube. Go check them out. Yep. Also, all of the other podcasts, Anime Plus. Um, uh, what's the other one? I'm talking about it. movies and stuff. We're talking about movies and stuff. Yep. Um, go check that out. Um, check out myself on Twitter. Yeah, underscore I am Razor or Shane Marks with uh, three S's. Um, again, check out our pro predictions. Uh, prize for first and third. First through third is going to be available. Um, shout out to the Patreon, everybody that listens to the show. And uh, we're out of here. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we appreciate you guys listening. If you made it all the way to the end, you're an absolute legend. Until next time, guys, I'll see you next time. See you.